Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Carrie Donahue, in for Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Tuesday, March 29th, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. A day of talks between Russia and Ukraine has produced something that looks like progress. Moscow pledged to start withdrawing forces from around Kyiv, and a top Pentagon general has confirmed what he called shifting dynamics in the area. The Kremlin also said it was ready to set up a meeting between Putin and Zelensky if a draft peace agreement is worked out. Ukraine made several concessions as well. But U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken advised caution, saying, quote, there is what Russia says and what Russia does. Children who are sick and injured in Ukraine are getting an infusion of funds from an unlikely source, Banksy, a silent auction for a print of one of the street artist's most famous anti-war works brought in more than $100,000, about four times its normal value. This print is called CND Soldiers, and it features two armed men painting a large peace sign in red. The money will go to Ukraine's largest children's hospital in Kyiv. Feeling the need to top off your COVID vaccination? If you're over 50 and it's more than four months since your last shot, now you can. The FDA has approved a second booster shot of both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. But should you get it? Some immunologists say you might get better protection if you wait a little longer than four months between shots. New records obtained by the January 6th committee show a seven-hour gap in former President Trump's phone logs. That's according to a report in The Washington Post. This is a big deal because the window covers the hours leading up to and during the Capitol riot, hours during which we know Trump spoke to allies like Kevin McCarthy and Mike Lee. Lawmakers are reportedly digging for a more complete record, including whether Trump used back channels like burner phones. Trump told The Washington Post he has no idea what a burner phone is. Ohio still hasn't figured out its legislative maps. And that's a problem because early voting for primaries is supposed to start next week. State Republicans keep drawing up maps, but courts keep rejecting them, citing illegal political gerrymandering. It's a huge issue for candidates. Some of them don't even know which district they're running for. A federal court is weighing whether to postpone the election. Coming up, we tell you how Russia is sneakily using TikTok to promote its agenda in Ukraine. 
WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere, can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. When California formed a task force to study reparations in 2020, it had hopes of becoming the first state to provide restitution for slavery. But a year in, members are stuck on who gets to be included. Those who can prove a direct lineage to enslaved ancestors, or should all black people be eligible based on slavery's continued legacy? The task force is meeting and possibly voting on the issue today. The largest wind farm in North America is now up and running in Oklahoma. More than 350 turbines will provide electricity to homes in Arkansas and Louisiana, as well as Oklahoma. When combined with two other wind farms, American Electric Power's customers are expected to save $3 million in electricity costs over 30 years. The project will power nearly 450,000 homes. President Biden is expected to sign the historic Emmett Till bill into law today. It will make lynching a federal hate crime. In the past century, there have been over 200 failed attempts to federally outlaw lynching. But soon, under this new bill, a hate crime that results in death or serious injury would be punishable by up to 30 years. The Emmett Till bill is named for a 14-year-old Chicago boy who was lynched in 1955 while visiting relatives in Mississippi. Uber wants to partner with taxicabs in its hometown of San Francisco. According to the New York Times, Uber is in talks with Flywheel, a taxi hailing app. The deal has a few hurdles to clear, but it could mean that San Francisco riders could summon an old-fashioned taxi via the Uber app as soon as May. Uber announced a similar deal in New York City last week. As reverberations from the slap stretch into day two, Will Smith addressed Chris Rock directly, hoping to turn Sunday night's sorry, not sorry into something a little more sincere. I'm sorry, man. That's audio from an old Fresh Prince episode, but you get the idea. Smith apologized on Instagram, writing, I am embarrassed and I was out of line and I was wrong. The Academy is launching an investigation, and Sean Diddy Combs tells Page Six that the two actors made amends at an awards after party. If anyone's benefited from Sunday night's Oscar slap, it might just be Chris Rock. Tickets to an upcoming performance in Boston have reportedly spiked. A seat at a table that cost around $330 is now going for up to $450. As you know, Dave is out today, but he left us this interview, so we wouldn't miss him too much. Here it is. The next frontier for fake news might be TikTok. When Russia launched its war on Ukraine a month ago, the Kremlin turned to one of the most popular and newest social media apps to spread propaganda. Kieran O'Connor studies information warfare on social media at a London-based think tank focused on political extremism online. And he says TikTok is about to face a major disinformation scandal, just like Facebook. Yeah, we've seen reports that Russian influencers are being paid. Uh, it's, it's not 100% on who is paying them, but uh, so goes the reporting is that there are scripts online, there are central narratives that are shared, and this is ending up on TikTok, and this stuff is, is staggeringly popular as well. And the main claim is that 
Russia has entered Ukraine to denazify the country. Uh, the other example that you see time and time again are claims that President Zelensky has fled, fled Kiev and gone to the, the west of the country, left Ukraine. And you see these kinds of claims uh, put out by uh, accounts linked to state backed and state affiliated news organizations like Sputnik, like Ria Novosti, like Russia Today. That's so interesting. The invasion of Ukraine has been going on for over a month now. So what has TikTok's response been? TikTok's response was, uh, first of all, quite slow. Uh, if you look at RT on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, very normal thing for now to see a label that says this account is run or linked to a government entity. TikTok had no equivalent and it didn't add these labels to Russian state and Russian affiliated accounts until the weekend of March the 4th after the invasion had begun. Uh, they only bought Russia and state-backed accounts after a directive from the EU uh, forced them to. Now lots of these accounts are blocked in the EU, but we are still seeing this, this get true. So TikTok is owned by a Chinese company called ByteDance, and you write that the company has to toe this very delicate line addressing politically sensitive issues while also balancing the interests of Beijing. So where does ByteDance stand in all of this? Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell. To be honest, uh, TikTok as a platform would have been seen to be slow in responding to Ukraine and whether or not that was upon the pressure of its parent company, we simply don't know. Uh, but it certainly does have a lot of questions to answer in terms of its response to Ukraine. Uh, TikTok themselves take uh, an approach that they don't see or don't view their platform as, as something that is used by political entities or political groups or used for politics. They don't offer uh, political advertising, for example. But what this kinds of research shows and what other research continues to show is that TikTok is being used by uh, political organizations, political figures, but they still seem to take a kind of approach that, that, that denies this. To take a step back, as a researcher who investigates information warfare, what needs to be done? What needs to be changed? Part of the problem for researchers like myself is that TikTok does not offer uh, an effective way for, for data access, for, for accessing uh, content at scale on the platform. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube offer these kinds of tools that allows you to analyze and conduct research with Facebook data. TikTok has no equivalent, and that means that I can certainly show you and tell you how uh, Kremlin-backed sources are using TikTok, but I can't tell you the full scale of this because simply we don't know because we haven't got the tools to tell you. And we often see what we call an enforcement gap. So platforms will have uh, detailed uh, community guidelines, detailed policies in place for dealing with misleading or deliberately deceptive disinformation on their platforms, but when you actually look at the content or look at the trends around certain key events or key incidents, you can see stuff that is clearly in violation of, of community guidelines. And really narrowing and closing that enforcement gap is something that all platforms, not just TikTok, should, uh, should seek to address urgently. And for the individual user, just the next time that I'm going on TikTok and just scrolling through my For You page, what sorts of things should I be on the lookout for? Uh, the, the common advice for all of this kind of stuff is that content or, or information online that seeks to, to get a reaction out of you, particularly anger or fear or these kinds of emotions, uh, it's important just to take a step back and just try and consider the source. Where is it coming from? What is the claim? What sources are being cited within the content as well? And essentially, just think before you share. This is all super helpful to know. Thanks so much, Kieran. Thank you very much.
Kieran O'Connor is a disinformation researcher who studies information warfare on social media at the Institute for Strategic Dialogue. And that's it for the refresh from Insider. For now, check back in tomorrow to know what's going on. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Carrie Donahue. Talk to you soon.